AgriTalk is brought to you by Case IH. Solutions for every challenge, equipment for every farm. Case IH, built by farmers. And by Grounded. Spray smarter and improve herbicide performance with Grounded, a multifunctional adjuvant from Helena. And by Propane. Propane is the energy for everyone, especially farmers. Environmentally friendly propane can fuel most anything on the farm. See how at propane.com. The soy complex ended the week with a bang with beans, meal, and bean oil all ending the day higher. Corn was slightly higher, but wheat was under pressure for most of the day. Live cattle led the cattle markets higher, and lean hog futures posted a fifth consecutive higher close. Live from the unrelenting march of time via Farm Journal broadcast, this is AgriTalk. This afternoon, we'll chat with Bill Baruch from Blue Line Futures. I'm handsome newsman Davis Michelson, and now, here's the host of AgriTalk, Chip Lowry. Boy, I tell you what, I don't think we could have picked a better day to get Bill on here. No. Uh, because it's it's um, a big picture conversation mm-hmm. that we have with Bill, and um, uh, big picture things, I think, are happening right now, Davis. It looks like Israel has started the... The uh, started to advance its ground troops through Gaza. Yeah. Um, The Dow, the equity markets are not responding very well to it. Okay. Uh, The Dow is more than 400 points lower as we speak. The NASDAQ is still higher. But the I think the last I heard, the S&P was uh, was also starting to feel some pressure because of of the activity there in the middle east so Mm -hmm. it's it's happening yeah the s&p down 27 points here so it's not like it's a huge sell-off in the s&p but uh it it's turned from higher levels to lower levels well yeah it's not exactly coming from a a position of, of strength no, we're not exactly no. reversing here. <laughs> e- exactly, exactly. You know when that mar- when the S and P five hundred slipped under forty two hundred, it's yeah. just been a bleed. And yep. here we are. For, what is it? Forty one ten, something like that is is about where it's yeah. trading right now. So. I make the D's forty one twenty four. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah. What a like I said, a great day to get Bill Baruch in here and um, uh, talk about the the big picture issues uh wow 43 yeah. degrees and the wind is blowing like a son of a gun davis yeah 46 I... here and uh, <laughs> oof. Oh, sweater weather i'm just gonna say it's sweater, sweater weather, weather. Yeah, yeah that's, I, that's I, the bright side i even talked to some some rough and tough and experienced uh-huh. farmers grizzly uh, farm types y- yes yeah. yeah men of the manly men Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I talked to a couple of them over the over the uh, lunch hour, and uh-huh. um, yeah, they're they're both admitting to sitting inside and staying out of the wind today. Uh huh. Uh huh. So I don't blame them. I yeah. don't blame them. That's uh-huh. where I'm I at. I talked to a, I talked to a couple of those guys once, and they walked off with my lunch money. <laughs> <sighs> Doc on them. I know. <laughs> you still owe All me right. fifty nine cents. Shut up. <laughs> 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 Welcome to AgriTalk. I'm Chip. That is Davis. Hey, let's get going with the news. 
Chip, Ukrainian headlines continue to influence day-to-day trade in the wheat market. Today, the headlines were priced negative with stories about the restart of grain shipments from Ukraine through the Black Sea shipping corridor. Russia also lowered its export tax, which should keep importers turning to Russia for supplies. Adding pressure is the forecast for rain and snow in the U.S. central and southern plains. December soft red winter wheat futures opened slightly higher and pushed through resistance at yesterday's high but failed to trigger short covering. SRWD futures were just slightly lower, but the close below the opening range will likely keep prices locked in a sideways trading range. December HRWD wheat futures 11 and three quarters lower, 643. December soft red wheat down four cents, 575 and a half. December spring wheat closed at 719 and three quarters, down four and one half cents, Chip. Davis, on Monday, we will get the first crop condition report of the fall for the winter wheat crop. So uh, that is something that that the market will pay attention to on Monday afternoon after the market Mm -hmm. closes. It'll impact stuff for Tuesday. December SRW wheat on the week down 10 and one half cents. December HRW down 27 cents. And December spring wheat fell 11 cents this week. Well, Chip, today, December corn futures opened steady and near-session lows, then ended the day with a mid-range close. The inside trading day in December futures suggests the market will remain locked inside the long-term sideways trading range. Harvest activity is expected to be slow this weekend, but it does look like there will be a window of drier weather next week to allow for some more progress. Pressure on corn futures this week stemmed from improved conditions in Argentina, Still dry there, but key corn production areas are expected to see more consistent rain opportunities in the weeks ahead. December corn futures today a penny and a half higher, 480 and three quarters. March corn up two cents to 495 and a quarter. May corn futures closed at 503 and a half, up two and a quarter cents. Chip, a little uh, little change in the verbiage here. Now it's apparently a long-term sideways trading range in corn. Yeah, absolutely. When you start getting into, like, 11 or 12 weeks of a sideways yeah. range, it absolutely is a long-term sideways trading range. Next week, export demand. That, I think, is going to mm. be the focus for the corn market. This week, December corn fell 14 and three-quarters cents. March corn was down 13 and three-quarters. Well, Chip, the soy complex traded higher today with soybean meal leading the advance. December soybean meal posted a monthly low at 366.50 on October 5th. And today traded as high as 44840. That's an $81.90 rally in three and a half weeks, Chip. Wow. A lack of meal exports from Argentina is sending more demand to the U.S., lifting meal and supporting soybean futures. Weather forecasts call for at least another week of drier than normal conditions in Brazil's northern production areas and for at least another week of much wetter than normal conditions in southern Brazil. Both are supporting bean prices as crop watchers begin to evaluate the downside risk in the Brazilian bean crop. November bean futures opened near session lows and posted a high-range close to erase two days of losses. November bean futures, 17 and three quarters higher, 12, 97 and a quarter. January beans up 19 and a quarter cents, 13, 19 and a half. March beans closed at 13, 33 and one quarter. That's up 19 and a half today, Chip. Yeah, weather is going to be the focus. Brazilian weather is going to be the focus of the soy complex next week. November beans on the week down a nickel. March beans on the week down, excuse me, up two and a quarter. December bean oil down 112 points. And December soybean meal up $18.50. Well, Chip Cotton posted a high-range open and a mid-range close to give back some of this week's upside momentum. December Cotton today, 21 points lower, 84.38 on the week.
On the week, up 198 points. Well, there you go. Live cattle futures started the week with a downside price gap and finally found some aggressive short covering to end the week. First resistance in December cattle is at the bottom of Monday's price gap at 183.65. Today, December fat cattle, $2.90 higher, 182.22.5. February futures up to 55, 182.95. And November feeders up 40 cents, 236.90. Heck of a day here on Friday. How did we do on the week, Chip? On the week, December live cattle because of that big drop on Monday, down $2.40. November feeder cattle down five dollars 32 and a half cents wow we needed the reversal up today oh, didn't we, we sure did december lean hog futures closed higher each day this week and saved the strongest advance for today today's close above resistance at 70 cents opens upside potential to the october 6 high of 73.67 and one half december lean hog futures a buck 85 higher today 70.47 and one half the feb contract up 167 and one half 73.50 chip Lorry. all right and on the week december lean hog futures the biggest gainer of the week, even stronger than soybean meal. Dees Lean Hogs up $4.47.5. That is good for a 6.8% advance on the week. We've got Bill Baruch from Blue Line Futures coming up next here on AgriTalk. My mom's got a new case IH tractor and... It can do it all. Bail hay all day. See in the dark with its powerful LED lights. Hook up all the implements. Shift like a race car. Steer with ease. And it can also cool my juice box. Yeah, her Case IH tractor can do everything she needs it to. Looking for a tractor that can do it all? Check out CaseIH.com. From powering irrigation engines to warming buildings, propane has always been a part of American farm life. Now, you can be a part of propane's future and save money at the same time. The Propane Farm Incentive Program is a research initiative that provides farmers up to $5,000 towards the purchase of new propane-powered equipment. In exchange, participants share performance data to make tomorrow's ag operations more cost-effective, more efficient, and more environmentally friendly with propane. Getting started is simple. Visit propane.com slash farm incentive to see if you're eligible. Go on the offensive against weeds with Antares Complete from Helena. Antares Complete eliminates early weed competition with long-lasting residual control of broadleaf weeds and grasses. With a balanced premix of three herbicides, Antares Complete combats herbicide resistance and helps soybeans achieve a faster, more vigorous start to the season. Take a tactical first strike against weeds and protect your soybeans early with Antares Complete. Always follow label instructions and check registration before use. Contact your Helena representative to learn more. When news breaks, the newsmakers talk about it on AgriTalk with Chip Flory. I've said this before. That's one of my favorite summer songs right there. And it's like taunting me today. I just yeah. stepped outside. Yeah. I don't I don't think I want to recommend that to anybody, Davis. Okay. Joe, just, we're gonna need just, we're gonna need to adjust the bump music. It's making just, me very aggravated. Just stay inside. I, I played I, it for I think me. That's the answer. That that oh, song was that for was me. for you because it's seventy two degrees here now. Oh, oh, rub it in. Wow. It in. Yeah. Wow. And uh, yeah, we're forty five degrees and getting colder. Why does forty five degrees on October twenty seventh, the first forty five degrees, feel much, much, much mm-hmm. different oh. than forty five degrees on March twenty seventh? 
Well, that's simple, Chip. It's daylight savings. If we wouldn't change our clocks, wow. it would just be a consistent temperature. But we've I don't got know this if whole that's clock right thing going. I, I I don't I don't know if that's right or not. But hmm? it, it might sure. have something to do with it. I think that's it. Bill Baruch is the president of Blue Line Futures, and he joins us right now. Bill, it is good to talk with you again. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on. It's always a pleasure to join you. Well, I, I tell you, the uh, the timing couldn't be much better. We've got the equities trade under some pressure here, Dow and the S&P in particular. It looks like the ground forces uh, have started to move into Gaza. I, I don't know that for a fact, but the, the way that the equities trade has reacted here in the last half hour, it it looks like that's what's starting to happen. Are, are you picking that up? Yes. Yeah. There, there is, uh, you know, there's definitely on the news wire that Israel uh, says ground forces are expanding activity in Gaza. Uh, it sounds like it's going to pick up over the over the weekend. Uh, we're seeing a big bid in gold. Gold is now trading, you know, multi-month highs right now. Um, you know, the equities, obviously, you know, I think reacting less to, to the war news and just sort of the downbeat sentiment that's been taking place. Um, overall, and if I were to be frank on it, I think I think the the in Michigan and uh, Michigan data this morning, consumer yeah. consumer data, uh, one year inflation expectations jumped up to four point two percent, and this was a final read for October. The initial read was expected, I think, at, at three two or three four, and it came in at three eight, and it was revised higher to four two. And Fed Chair Powell has said that uh, inflation expectations are a self fulfilling prophecy. I mean, just think about it. If you know gas at the pump is going to be a buck higher next week, you're going to fill your car up today, right? So right. Uh, I think that that is what really quickly eroded some of the overnight gains that, that were led by tech and Amazon. Uh, but, you know, the Dow is just getting crushed today, too. Uh, you know, um, Chevron's not not doing good for that, that uh, for the Dow. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's definitely a lot of a lot of news to digest and yep. uh, navigate through these markets. So let's break this down into bite-sized chunks that we can that we, that we can understand why the downbeat attitude in the equities we had gdp third quarter growth 4.9 percent that's outstanding yeah yeah it, it, it is now you know expectations were maybe even as high as 5.4 percent from the atlanta fed now okay the thing is i think there's a fear here with energy hanging hanging at higher levels that uh it, that Inflation, although it's subsided recently, uh, is going to remain resilient at this, you know, three and a half to four percent, and we could see it a bit higher in the coming months. That that's really the fear, due to some of that consumer spending. So it, it could, in turn, um, you know, the, some fear too that could e- equate to stagflation. Because if you look ahead to quarter four, remember quarter three GDP is backward looking. We could look right. ahead to quarter four. You know, some expectations. Um, I mean, there, there's different analysts all over from from just a half of one percent to two percent. And I, I think that we could see it under two percent, although the Atlanta Fed, which uh, has proven to be higher than expect expect uh, than the actual numbers with okay. their quarter three um, is, is came in today with the first estimate at two point three percent. So it, that that does create a little bit of a uh, stagflation trade. And then there is you know worry of if, if the consumer can continue uh, what does that do? Uh, and then the earnings exp- earnings have just 
Um, they have not been great, uh, just to say to say the least. Uh, and we've seen some, you know, even very poor reactions off of positive reports, and that uh, that's driving the market. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the inflation pace, you know, you, it it's confusing to some people, I think, Bill, because they see the pace of inflation slowing. But one thing that has not improved at all is affordability of everyday life for the average family. Um, if it, it just is, well, it's driving credit card debt up over a trillion dollars. It, it It's putting some real yeah. stress on consumers, isn't it? It is. It is. In, in, in today's uh, PCE data, which yeah. is uh, you know, the personal consumption data that uh, the Fed watches very closely as, as their indicator. Personal income came in below expectations at, at three tenths, but personal spending uh, came in above expectations at seven tenths versus five tenths. So you know that it, it's it's showing that the income is is eroding and the purchase power purchasing power you know is overall eroding too. Um, but I have a little bit of a theory here that's going to may may get us out of this this uh, this little bit of. You know, the, if the, you know, the idea the Fed may have to do more, uh, so to speak, narrative. Mm -hmm. And, and um, the idea here is as we look into the holiday season, and I don't know how you feel about it, but for me, I think the holiday season has changed. Not, not how I celebrate it with my family, but how I go through it. And the way, you know, if you look back, everybody's been spending money all summer long. And the money has been going towards experiences and services. People yeah. are out of restaurants. I mean, just yeah. in the last six weeks, I, I've been in Boston, New York, Dallas, Miami, and of course, Chicago. And I mean, I tell you, it is everybody's out, everybody's spending money. So you also have corporations. It's easier for corporations to spend money and, and do events and, and conferences uh, and, 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 and do, do that to sort of entertain their employees, keep their employees mm -hmm. happy rather than the employees looking for a better job somewhere because you have to train new people and you have a void. Yeah. So there's a lot of corporate spending. And what happens when, when these corporate corporations have events, people spend money around it. You go to a happy hour before, a dinner after, or you travel, you're spending money. So there's been a lot of spending. And then on top of that, for, for goods, you can buy anything you want and basically have it at your doorstep, sometimes same day. Yeah. So when I was going through the holiday season, you know, back in the late 90s, you know, when I was a teenager, you got your list, you go to the mall and you're shopping for it. It was a big event. No one's really doing that. You're not going out and doing that for the holiday season anymore. What I expect is people to hunker down with their family and, you know, sort of sort of refresh their soul, so to speak. And I, I think what we're going to see, we've actually seen retail sales data for November, December, each of the last two years, really miss pretty big. And those are like the times where holiday spending is supposed to pick up. But I, I think that we're going to see that erode again, and it's going to put the Fed on its back foot. The market may not like it. I, I'm not sure, but I think it's going to all equate to um, a lower GDP number, something below 1%. 1%. And what that's going to do is, 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 I think, bring the 10-year yield down from 5% to 4%. The Fed's going to get worried, and I think that's ultimately going to be the gift the market needs – the gift the Fed needs um, when you know when we when we go through this, and I think we come out of it very positive at the end of the year to next. Very interesting, Bill. Wow, it, that, thinking outside the box, no doubt, about, no doubt about it. Now that won't do anything to slow down the amount of money that's being spent on travel, though, will it? 
you know, I, I think there is, um, you know, if you're planning for the holidays, you're, you're likely spending your money. You're, you're booking, your trip is booked already. I don't, yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but most people are, are, you're not going to wait till last minute, um, you know, for those, for those trips, it's not a, not a business trip, so to speak, you right. know, so you're, you're, where, you're, where you may do that last minute, I, I think this is this is planned. So a lot of that spending gets gets taken in already. Um, I I think that uh, I think we start to see it really subside. And, th- and the best part about it, the consumers and I know like mindset wise, they're looking at this as a reset. They're going to hunker down, save money, so they can start spending again in quarter one. And last year, January retail sales was a blowout read. The last two years, actually have been a, a blowout read. So I think it's it really, it's a dynamic, it's a culture shift, a culture evolution. Uh, and I think that uh, that's where we are. And, and it's really, it's going to come at, the, at a, a very dire time for this market, for, for, the, for where bonds and yields are trading right now, for where the consumer is and where the Fed may, may have its back against the wall with its continued spending. Culture shifts are difficult for the market to adjust to, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that—that's yeah. where we could see part of it being digested. That would that would show or allude to uh, slowing growth, mm-hmm. and and everybody's going to panic. But at the same time, uh, if it's just a shift and we and we snap back like we've done each of the last two years in January, and everybody's out again, then then you know I think it's it's a boom for the market in the first quarter. Okay. Wow. I'm into this conversation. Bill Baruch from Blue Line Futures is our guest. He's the president there at Blue Line. Uh, when we come back, we've got a Fed meeting next week. What does all of this mean for rates? What does it mean for money flow? Is there is there incentive in the marketplace to move some money into ag commodities? We'll talk about that with Bill next. Let's go to the markets page at profarmer.com and check today's closes where December hard red winter wheat futures were 11 and three quarter cents lower to close at 643. December soft red wheat down four cents, 575 and one half. December corn futures were a penny and one half higher, 480 and three quarters. March corn up two cents, 495 and one quarter. November soybean futures 17 and three quarter cents higher at 12.97 and one quarter. January soybean futures up 19 and one quarter cents to 13.19 and one half. December cotton was 21 points lower today, 84.38. On your livestock's December fat cattle futures were 2.90 higher at 182.22 and a half. November feeder futures firmed 40 cents to 236.90. And December lean hog features a buck eighty-five higher to end the week at seventy forty-seven and one half. Get more. Try profarmer.com. From powering irrigation engines to warming buildings, propane has always been a part of American farm life. Now you can be a part of propane's future and save money at the same time. The Propane Farm Incentive Program is a research initiative that provides farmers up to $5,000 towards the purchase of new propane-powered equipment. In exchange, participants share performance data to make tomorrow's ag operations more cost-effective, more efficient, and more environmentally friendly with propane. Getting started is simple. Visit propane.com slash farm incentive to see if you're eligible. Go on the offensive against weeds with Antares Complete from Helena. 
Antares Complete eliminates early weed competition with long-lasting residual control of broadleaf weeds and grasses. With a balanced premix of three herbicides, Antares Complete combats herbicide resistance and helps soybeans achieve a faster, more vigorous start to the season. Take a tactical first strike against weeds and protect your soybeans early with Antares Complete. Always follow label instructions and check registration before use. Contact your Helena representative to learn more. My mom's got a new case IH tractor and it can do it all. Bail hate all day. See in the dark with its powerful LED lights. Hook up all the implements. Ship like a race car? Steer with ease. And it can also cool my juice box. Yeah, her case IH tractor can do everything she needs it to. Looking for a tractor that can do it all? Check out caseih.com. Opinions expressed on AgriTalk do not necessarily reflect the views of Farm Journal Broadcasting, affiliate stations, or sponsors. I don't know what you're thinking. So call us at 855-4-TALK-AG and tell us what's on your mind. Be a good weekend to find that movie, wouldn't it? That'd be all right. Yeah. Yeah. Stretch out on the couch. You got your fuzzy pink slippers. Good to go. A little popcorn, (laughs) maybe some cocoa. Huh? I, I did just look at the weather forecast for Waco, Texas. Okay. All right, because my beloved Cyclones are going to be down there taking on Baylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be warm. It's going to be like 80 degrees. Ooh. Yeah. Maybe I ought to jump on that plane and go down there and watch that game. That'd be fun. Uh, well, be careful. Everything's big in Texas, including the victories, Chip. Ooh. Be careful. Ooh, be careful. Okay. All right. Welcome back to AgriTalk. I'm Chip. That's Dave. It's Bill yep. Baruch is the president of Blue Line Futures, and he is our guest today. Bill, so what do you make of this Bidenomics talk? Treasury Secretary Yellen basically defended it yesterday, talked about the growth, but how much of the economic growth, that 4.9%, how much of that was based on federal spending, and how much of it was the good stuff, you know, real, actual organic growth yeah i mean i think the estimate for federal spending this year is uh 6.3 trillion dollars and it's about 24 percent of gdp so um yeah i think a lot of that is and, and, and what they're what they're really doing is is i mean all this spending is creating this supply in the in the treasury space and the fed is not a bidder anymore because they're, they're not buying meaning uh, because they they are Sort of, they're actually quantitatively tightening right now. Yeah. So it's a really dire situation where if they don't stop spending, uh, the bond market is telling the Fed right now that it's going to spiral out of control. Um, you know, I, I I like to think that they're going to get a get a grasp on things, but you kind of take a step back and wonder if the, the government really has ever gotten a grasp on anything. So right. um, you know, it's. It's definitely a dire situation. I, I think it's it's a lot of a lot of uh, you know big buildup. Obviously, it's, they're heading into an election year, and uh, they're trying to pump the GDP. And they can you know they can they can really tout this uh, this 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 lofty GDP number that that um, is going to, is actually really tightening the economy, and, and it's going to be a, a massive headwind to the economy with with rates at these levels. Yeah. Well, hopefully, Congress can get the can get the appropriations bills done. Because these continuing resolutions, they're just a multiplying factor 
in building up the the deficit and the debt, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's it, at some point it, it has got to uh, you know they, they've got to get ahead of it and that and, and work on it and and uh, I mean that's the back and forth going on in in Congress right now. So. Yeah. I'd like to think that they can they can work something through here and uh, and start heading in the right direction. Um, and but okay. you know wars encourage spending, and if fiscal spending is already at this level, and we are you know obviously as we, as we started the show, um, you know there's, there's another a, a war that could really take the, the next level here this this uh, yeah. this weekend and the, or this evening. So but it's it's a tough situation. It really yep. is, and um, you know I'd, I'd like to think that they can they can step up and, and reduce spending in some places and make things uh, you know, get normalized, uh, at least attempt to normalize. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the Federal Reserve has the Federal Open Market Committee meeting next week. Uh, what are you going to be watching for most closely? You know, really the messaging. And, and are they, you know, what are they going to do? I mean, right now, there's there's no chance that they you know according to CME Group's Fed Watch tool that takes the probability of Fed funds futures and and what it means uh, to equate a probability of a rate hike there's there's really no chance that uh, the Fed hikes rates again um, but what what's the messaging and and what are we going to see we do, we don't get economic projections and we do not get the dot plot uh, but down the road how does the Fed see and what is and so it's really that that press conference that uh, yeah. that Fed Chair Powell will have. Um, and, and what does he use? I mean, it, does his does his verbiage and demeanor? Um, I mean, obviously, I do not expect the the Jackson Hole Powell that we had last August, where you know we bring pain to, to businesses and households. I don't, you know, you know, that's that's what they've been accomplishing, uh, and that's what rates have done, and that's what they've seen from these these regional banks being having issues. And um, so, I, I think that we're going to we could see him start to let up on the on the language a little bit and if he does the markets will react but that's that's the it's called the market's reaction function and the fed even talks about it so typically they do not want to um you know let the market believe that they are ready to to stick with the pause nonetheless cut like like the markets are pricing in a cut next summer um so they're not going to telegraph that and, and, and kind of put that into context if you go back to december 2018 when, when the Fed was in a hiking cycle and the S&P was selling off into Christmas, it was down 17% in a matter of weeks. And at that meeting in December, they said that they were going to hike two more times in 2019. They never hiked, and they actually ended up cutting in July. Um, so the real question is, it's just historic, historic norms. And so does he give us verbiage that puts us on that historic norm where the, if once the Fed officially pauses, then they will – uh, they typically and historically have cut rates in seven to nine months. I think that's what we're going to see, and, and that ties back into how my conversation with the with the evolution through the holiday season, yeah. where we we should see less spending and we should see the data come in, we should see GDP come in, and that and that will give a gift to the Fed and allow them to really formalize a pause into twenty twenty four. Okay, interesting. Uh, the energy markets, Bill. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, I, I think right now, I mean, you're seeing crude oil finish uh, the day above 85 bucks. Um, I mean, obviously, with, with the conflict that that has been yep. going on in between Russia and Ukraine, the conflict that's that is escalating in the in the Middle East right now, 
um, it's underpinning um, quite a bit here of, of in the energy prices. And that's the fear of, of inflation that's that's yep. going to be sticky or stick around here as, as some other components are, are in, of inflation are coming down. Listen, we've been very bullish on energy, um, you know, for the for the uh, fund that uh, the CTA that I manage is commodity trading advisor. You know, we, we do have exposure to long crude oil um, at the moment. And, and then in the as a registered investment advisor in, in wealth portfolios, we are very overweight energy right now of about 15 percent relative to the S&Ps, three to three to four percent. Um, now, we talk about some of these some of these major these uh, majors uh, like Chevron and Exxon. I mean, it was a pretty disappointing uh, report from from Chevron today. Uh, Chevron is, is a stock that we own. And I've actually you know, I've actually shifted in from from Chevron into Exxon uh, today. And, uh, and I think that's going to be a better place. But we own a bunch of names to, to give us that 15 percent exposure. Um, and we've been in that we've been exposed in, in energy for, for quite some time now. So I, I think it's uh, I mean, it's, it's a very underinvested space. And I, I think petroleum is, is not going anywhere, regardless of what, what governments are trying to say and the message that they are. I mean, just look at this um, over. I think it was earlier this week. There was there's uh, many businesses that have signed contracts to import LNG uh, past 20, 2030. And the the uh, EU thinks that fossil fuels are going to be basically not being used after 2030. So I, I think there's definitely a divergence in, in reality that's taking place. And I think that speaks for it right there. Yeah, certainly. Certainly. Okay. Uh, let's let's shift attention over to the ag markets here. And money flow. Is there anything out there to incentivize some flow of investment dollars to the long side of the ag markets? You know, I, I do think so. I, I think, uh, you know, at these levels here, um, you know, we're not particularly bullish overall. Uh, but I think there is, you know, when you see uh, uh, these conflicts that take place, whether it be in the Middle East or, or with Russia, Ukraine, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Ukraine is being the breadbasket of the, of the world. Um, conflicts typically can can underpin grain prices as they do energy yes. prices. So I think there, there's something there in, to, to be looking at from a speculative stance. Um, you know, there is also the, the theory of the baking season that can be very supportive as well as we head into the holidays. Uh, so I, I do think that, um, you know, there's also wild card is in South, South, uh, South America harvest that's around the corner yeah. here, too. So I think there's reasons that that the agriculture markets can can definitely see a rally. But uh, from our perspective right now, we are not particularly bullish. OK. All right. Uh, Bill, what what uh, what what's the takeaway that that you hope listeners uh, get from this conversation? What is, what's the one thing that you want them to remember? Well, I mean, I think right now you, we're heading into the weekend and, and gold's rallying, crude oil's rallying, stock market's selling off. Uh, the bond market has been bludgeoned in, in recent weeks and, you know, and there's a lot of, a lot of fear out there in, in the headlines. And I, what I would say is, is don't, don't get caught up in the news. You know, if you're investing or if you're trading, you know, you need to have a plan and, uh, sticking to that plan, and, and you know when it, when things are most uncomfortable is actually very important. Um, you know that's that's what we do. You know whether it's in, in our futures business at Blue Line Futures or with my registered investment advisor that that is uh, working with clients um, that, that to help build a, a wealth portfolio. 
is we build a plan and we stick to that plan. And that's the most important thing. So um, I, I think I'd like to leave it with that. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. I love it. You know, I find it difficult at times. Uh, I've preached that for decades, Bill, and I find it difficult yeah. to, to be able to do it sometimes. So for the younger consumers, uh, younger investors that are out there, boy, stick with it. Stick with it. Have that plan and um, and let the process work for you. Bill, thank you for making time for us, man. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. It's always a pleasure. Always love joining you guys. Excellent. Love to hear it. That's uh, Bill Baruch. He is the president of Blue Line Futures. And uh, obviously, we get a chance to talk with Oliver every Thursday. Ben Rand has been on. Uh, so the guys at Blue Line are a friend of the show. That is for sure. Davis and I will be right back. From powering irrigation engines to warming buildings, propane has always been a part of American farm life. Now, you can be a part of propane's future and save money at the same time. The Propane Farm Incentive Program is a research initiative that provides farmers up to $5,000 towards the purchase of new propane-powered equipment. In exchange, participants share performance data to make tomorrow's ag operations more cost-effective, more efficient, and more environmentally friendly with propane. Getting started is simple. Visit propane.com slash farm incentive to see if you're eligible. Go on the offensive against weeds with Antares Complete from Helena. Antares Complete eliminates early weed competition with long-lasting residual control of broadleaf weeds and grasses. With a balanced premix of three herbicides, Antares Complete combats herbicide resistance and helps soybeans achieve a faster, more vigorous start to the season. Take a tactical first strike against weeds and protect your soybeans early with Antares Complete. Always follow label instructions and check registration before use. Contact your Helena representative to learn more. My mom's got a new case IH tractor, and it can do it all. Bail hay all day. See in the dark with its powerful LED lights. Hook up all the implements. Shift like a race car? Steer with ease. And it can also cool my juice box. Yeah, her case IH tractor can do everything she needs it to. Looking for a tractor that can do it all? Check out CaseIH.com. Our name says it all. Agritalk. What more do you need to know? Welcome back to Agritalk, everyone. Your pal Davis Michelson here. Along with Chip Flory. Got a little bit of Timberly too. For the ladies. On Agritalk now, girl. <laughs> Welcome to it, everybody. It feels like a Friday. Am I wrong? Oh no! You are exactly right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Yeah, it does um, feel like a Friday. It feels like it is winding down here very quickly for the well for the business week, and and at the same time, mm-hmm. you know it. They've uh, there are official statements out of Israel now that the uh, payback that is coming to Hamas yeah. has started. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's that's their words, not mine. Okay. That's their okay. words. Bill Baruch of Blue Line Futures kind of, I don't think he knew he was even doing it. He answered a question that I asked of you after one of our conversations earlier this week. 
Uh, when things are uncertain, when you've got those black swans forming that V pattern above and something's going to shake out here, mm-hmm. how do you, what do you do? How can you, because by the very nature of it, a black swan is an unexpected event. Mm-hmm. So how can I prepare for something that's unexpected? Bill's commented right toward the very end there. You're like, what do you got? What's, what's your big, you know, what's the, the headline yeah. here? Don't get caught up in the news. Have a plan and stick to it. Yeah, yeah, it's very um, good. That that that's the answer. How do you guard against something you don't know what's going to happen? Well, just have a plan that appears to work, and then we're going to add something else called flexibility. Yeah, sprinkle a little yeah. bit of that on there, so that when the when the black swans fly above, you can shift a little bit, Come but your your core plan swamp. is still in place. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's it's it's very good. Uh, you've got to have the plan. You got to put. You got to do the work before the event. That's mm-hmm. the bottom line. I mean, we we've done a lot of seminars over the years, and and you don't start thinking about what you're going to say when you walk up on stage. Um, we we've done a lot of crop tours. Yep. We we don't show up in Sioux Falls and then decide how we're going to do this. Yeah. You put all the work in before the event so that the event then just becomes another happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you've got that investment plan, if you've got a marketing marketing plan and it's initiated and firing and operating, let it work. Mm-hmm. Let it work. Um, interesting commentary from Bill Baruch about the holidays. Yeah. I, and it really resonated with me because Dude. that's something that that we've been doing in my family for the past, I don't know, few years. Uh, number one, leaning harder into experiences, but mostly the way he put it, people will hunker down uh, and go for more ex- experiential type of stuff. I forget the word that he used, some, like recharge kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. And then to be able to back it up with data from the last two years that sales in November and December have been a bit of a disappointment, and yet January has seen a big rebound. Fascinating to me. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. The only thing that I was thinking about as he was saying that is maybe the buying season has spread out even more. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's you you get through Labor Day and the Halloween stuff, comes right. out well right. about halfway in between the toy store at blaine's opens up too yes, it does. <laughs> you know <laughs> so 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 you so, can't take the kids to the farm store again for no, three four months no that's right you can't get him out of there um so maybe the buying season has the the timeline on the buying season has has stretched out enough and and moved deep enough into October that it's pulling forward some of the sales from November December the reason that i was thinking that is because i watched my wife wrap christmas presents last night last night yeah october 26 yeah yeah she she had some staging on the on the table. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what's this? 
She says, you now have five grandkids, not three. We got to get started. (laughs) So maybe, maybe it's just been pulled forward. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. How how does that affordability index feel with five grandkids instead of three? Not real good. Getting a little narrow? Not real good. Did Um, did you see anything for me on the table there? (laughs) I saw nothing. For Big Apple Joe Stackler. A single chopstick for Big Apple Joe this year. Oh, no, I'll have two. <laughs> it's a set now. What is wrong with this thing? Well, and I don't know. It, it just It's starting to feel like cheap money in the hands of consumers now. Um, Tri- trillion for, dollars in credit card debt bothers yep. me, worries yeah. me. Well, and if there's any time of the year I'm afraid... That the consumer will throw caution to the wind. I got to do something for the kids. I'll do whatever I have to do to get this item and to get it under the tree. That concerns me. Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed our our society is leaning slightly materialistic, and it is sort of about the gifts for a lot of people. And unfortunately, they may be willing to spend themselves literally into the ground to get hey. it done for the kids. Hey, I just uh, I just got a suggestion for. Uh for a gift that I can give to you. Ooh, okay. Roger says that I can shop for Davis at the coal-fired power plant. Hey! <laughs> I don't know if he's saying I should buy you some electricity, pay a pay a bill for you, uh-huh. or maybe bring uh-huh. that lump of coal home for you. A lump of coal would check out, probably. Probably. National still Weather hot Service. Alaska. Hot still out in Alaska. National Weather Service, 6 to 10 day <laughs> outlook. Uh, we've got below normal temperatures expected in the northern areas of the Midwest and in the eastern Corn Belt, uh, near normal in the western areas of the Corn Belt. And then we've got below normal, near normal to below normal precipitation expected over the entire Corn Belt. Guys, it, be safe out there this weekend. Uh, it's going to get a little slick in some spots, and, and you're going to be hustling to get things done. We know that. But be safe. We want you around for the holiday seasons. Come back Monday morning. Machinery Pete, right here on Agritalk.